Welcome to Sermons from Bailey Road. You are about to hear a sermon given at Bailey Road Baptist Church. Bailey Road is a small Bible-believing church located in North Jackson, Ohio, and is pastored by Pastor Aaron Smith. We are dedicated to serving the Lord through our people and through our teaching. We hope you are enlightened by today's message, and again, welcome to Bailey Road Baptist Church. The book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter number 4, or sorry, Hebrews chapter 11 is where we'll be. Uh, We'll be in verse number 4 as we get started. And once you find Hebrews chapter 11, we're going to begin reading in verse number 1, and we'll read down several verses. The Scripture says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him for before his translation. He had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. I want to draw your attention to verse number 4 this morning as we continue this series on uh, the great hall of faith. We find in verse number 4 our first uh, representative of the elders uh, that give a report of faith. And we find, it says, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. So the Scripture says here in verse number 4 that Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. A more excellent sacrifice than Cain. And he did so, as the Scripture says, by faith. What faith was involved in this particular event? As we see, and we'll see here in just a moment, the faith of Abel as we consider this morning by way of titling this sermon, An Excellent Example of Faith. An Excellent Example of Faith. Let's pray together and we'll get started. Our Heavenly Father, I thank You once again. As we have come before You, we have sang praises before Your throne. We come now to a time of instruction. We come now to a time 
that we can be together to hear your word. God, I pray this morning that as it's delivered and as it's received, that it would be received well. God, I pray that you would be honored in this. I pray that you would be pleased. For Father, we are speaking about an in faith this morning. So that we might understand who you are. As we come to you. Father, we come to you in faith believing. That you'll do something. In our lives. And Father, I pray that as we. Explore your word this morning. That you would open our hearts for what you would have us to have. That we would take it, receive it, and use it to bring honor and glory to you. May that be the desire of our heart this day. We pray these things in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, in the book of Hebrews, in chapter 11, of course, you're probably very familiar with this chapter. And what I would like to do in the coming weeks is take each one of these elders, as the Scripture says in verse number 2, for by it, talking about faith, the elders obtained a good report. We preached a couple of weeks ago about how we are living in a post-Christian culture uh, within our society, within what we would uh, be living in amongst our culture as Christians. And there is a response to it. There is a response to what we have to have if we're going to not just live in a post-Christian culture, but more importantly, that we would minister in a post-Christian culture. The only way that we're going to be able to be effective as ministers within and in a post-Christian culture, we're going to have to do it by faith. We're going to have to do it by faith. And if we're going to do something by faith, I think it is of utmost importance that we get a very good grasp upon what faith is. And what does it mean to live by faith? Well, no better place to do it if we're thinking about and talking about faith and to learn about faith than to learn from those who have gone before us and have lived their lives by faith and to see what the Word of God has to say about it. Well, the first one up, of course, would be uh, this event between the life of Cain and Abel. And again, the Scripture says, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Now, here we find two people that God is using within this example. And in this, they both gave a sacrifice. But only one of them offered that sacrifice to God by faith. That means the other one did not offer the sacrifice by faith. And so what we're going to have to do is go back to the book of Genesis. Go back to the book of Genesis, if you will. 
and we'll find the fourth chapter where we see uh, it explained what is taking place between Cain and Abel and what is taking place within the lives of these two brothers that simply wanted to give a sacrifice. But God gladly accepted one and had a few things to say about the other. Now the Scripture says in verse number 1 of chapter 4, says, And Adam knew Eve his wife. She conceived and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. She again bare his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel to his offering. But unto Cain, to his offering, he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth? Why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And Cain talked with Abel, his brother, or Abel, his brother. And it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. Now art thou cursed from the earth, which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive, a vagabond shalt thou be in the earth. And Cain said unto the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, thou hast driven me out this day from the face of the earth. From thy face shall I be hid, and I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth. And it shall come to pass that every one that findeth me shall slay me. And the Lord said unto him, Therefore, whosoever slayeth Cain, Vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. The Lord set a mark upon Cain, lest any finding him should kill him. Well, we find much taking place here in Genesis chapter 4. Of course, we come to verses 1 and 2, and we see the uh, really the introduction of Cain and Abel. Cain, the 
eldest brother, eldest son of uh, Adam and Eve, the first created, the firstborn of them, we find is Cain. Cain, the oldest brother, and then, we don't know how much longer later, but she also gave birth and had Abel. The Bible describes in verse number 2 that Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. So they both had jobs, they both within this. And then in verse number 3, it just simply says, in the process of time. In the process of time. So we don't know exactly how many years had passed uh, since this, but both uh, probably uh, grown men within their own rights, uh, in the process of time, Cain, it says, brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. It describes the offerings that Cain brought and the offerings that Abel brought. And notice this, it says in verse number 4, that Abel, uh, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and the fat thereof. But it says something here in comparison of the two offerings. It says, And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And so we're going to see a couple of things here within this passage of Scripture that describes to us and gives away how the sacrifice that Abel made was, as Hebrews describes, more excellent. It was more excellent because of the faith that was involved within the giving of the sacrifice. Now they both made a sacrifice. Both of them took uh, things that they had acquired through their jobs. We find Cain over here, he, he was the worker of the ground. He came and he gathered up his uh, fruit or his seed, his uh, harvest, and he brought an offering to the Lord. Abel, on this side, he said, you know, I'm, I'm going to bring an offering as well. Well, he only had what uh, he had at his disposal was of his sheep. And so he brought an offering to the Lord. God looked down. One offering here. One offering there. And the Bible says that God had respect to one, this one, and not the other. So where does the faith come in? Where does the faith or the example of faith begin within these two offerings? Now typically, as, we'll, as we will see as we go forward, uh, this is the only time God uses two examples to describe one's faith. In the rest of Hebrews 11, we're going to deal with one individual and their faith. But the problem is, is we cannot just simply deal with Abel's faith and Abel's offering without also examining and looking at what went wrong with Cain's. 
And here is what I want you to see in the Scripture here, because it's very important that we understand what is taking place. And what we find in the beginning here is we're finding a principle. A principle is going to be established in Genesis chapter 4 that is going to be repeated multiple times throughout Scripture. And this is where the faith begins. This is where the faith is, this again, this excellent example. I want you to notice this. There's one word that distinguishes Abel's faith. Notice this. In verse number 3, In the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and the fat thereof. The Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offerings, but unto Cain and his offering he had not respect. Cain was very wroth. His countenance fell. Here's what I want you to notice in verse number 4. Here is what describes Abel's faith. And Abel, he also brought, if you're in the habit of marking in your Bibles, mark this word, the firstlings. The firstlings of his flock. And the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. And so this first thing I want you to see this morning as we consider this excellent example of faith is the principle of the first. The principle of the first. Now, of course, this is the first time we find in Scripture anyone making an offering unto the Lord. But, as you, you can study this out on your own, as you go home this week, uh, thinking over this sermon, considering these things, uh, this is the first sacrifice or the first offering of sacrifice that we find in Scripture. And God said, again in Hebrews chapter 11, that it was by faith that Abel brought this sacrifice, but Cain's was not by faith. And so let's distinguish between the two here for just a few moments, if we can, as we consider first the principle of the first. Now, you will find uh, 15 verses in Scripture that use this word, firstling. And all of it has to do with a sacrifice or an offering to God. You'll find nine times the word uh, firstling, and then you'll find six times the word firstlings, plural. So more than one firstling. And you'll find a total of 15 verses. You'll find another 30 verses that deal with first fruits. First fruits. You'll find 30 times the Scripture talking about the first fruits or the first fruit of Scripture. Or the first fruit of what is coming of a harvest. And so we find, though, within this, the principle of the first. Now, the firstling, uh, again, principle is taught throughout Scripture. Uh, this is going to be the trendsetter, uh, if you will. The first principle is this, and this is what I want you to get. This is the best way I can describe it. The first principle is simply this. It's understanding 
that God is the most important in my life, and He deserves my first of everything. God is the most important, and He deserves my first of everything. Again, the first principle is an excellent example of faith because here's what happens. Consider this, if you will. Abel comes in. He has sheep. He's keeping them. The sheep are now producing or reproducing after their own kind, as, it, as God told Adam they would. The first ones that came, first ones out, Abel says, this is the Lord's. So he brings the first, and he gives it to God. Here is what makes the principle of the first a faith principle. Who can tell if that sheep is ever going to have another birth? No one knows. No one can tell that. And so when Abel took that firstling, that first birth, that first one, and he said, I'm bringing it and I'm giving this to God. Abel had no idea whether or not his sheep would ever reproduce again. What did he have to do? He simply had to trust God. He had to trust God that God would give more. And so by faith, Abel took this first one, and he brings it, lays it on an altar, whatever, sacrifice, and placed it there for God. The first principle. The first principle applies also to fruit, to anything that we would yield. Again, if you study through Scripture, and you'll find in those 30 verses, uh, those that were supposed to give of the first fruits. The first fruits. They were to bring that, those first fruits and give them to God. Why? Because again, that is how we exercise our faith, is that we're saying, I don't know if I'm going to get any more fruit. But the first fruits is an example of saying, God, you will supply by faith. I'm giving you first because you are the most important thing in my life. You deserve my firsts. That's the first principle. The problem, though, is we had two sacrifices here. We had two examples. And so while we see, number one, the principle of the first, I want you to see the problem with the leftovers. The problem with the leftovers. Now, the Scripture does not necessarily indicate that Cain brought the leftovers, but because it does indicate that Abel brought the firstlings, and it says nothing about the first fruits, 
I want you to see that God obviously was not first in Cain's life. Was not first in Cain's life. Now it's interesting here that as the Scripture deals with this, it deals with Abel and it deals with Cain. God comes down, He has respect to Abel's sacrifice, He looks at Cain's and... No. No. Not that it wasn't an offering. Not that it wasn't offered unto the Lord. But God said, I'm accepting and respecting Abel's sacrifice because it was by faith. It was of the first. Cain's, well, not so much. And Cain got angry. Cain got angry. And it's hard to determine here whether he was more angry at God or if he was more angry at Abel. We know what happened as he got in the field with Abel and he killed him. First murder recorded in Scripture. Among man was brother against brother. But notice something. As Cain was wroth, that means he was angry, and as his countenance fell, he's probably in a little bit of depression. The Bible says in verse 7, notice this, If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? Wait a second. God just gave Cain an opportunity. He just gave Cain an opportunity to make it right. He just gave him this opportunity. He said, well, if thou doest well. He says, he's explaining, he's saying, Cain, if you just do what you know to do right, shalt thou be accepted? He says, don't you know I'm going to accept it? But he says, if thou doest not or dost not well, sin lieth at the door. So basically he's saying, Cain, you have a choice to make. You can do right, or you can not do right. But if you choose what's not right, understand sin lieth at the door. Sin wasn't there yet, folks. Did you get this? Sin was just at the door. It was it's at the door. He hadn't opened the door yet. He's saying, Cain, you can get this right. You can make this right. But Cain brought the leftovers. And then he opened the door. He goes out into the field. He's talking with Abel. And, and the Bible doesn't explain to us how it happened, what went down exactly. But Cain killed his brother Abel. And the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 11 that Abel being dead yet speaketh. His offering and the principle of the first
was more excellent than the leftovers. You see, there's some problems with the leftovers this morning. There's some problems when we give God what's left over. Leftovers don't require faith at all. I've noticed in our society today, as we consider what is taking place and uh, in our society, in our culture, I'm convinced that our church culture today has become a culture of leftovers. God is what we do when we have nothing better to do. It's a wonder. It's a wonder we're living in the last days. It's a wonder, as, as it says in, in Timothy, that we, we have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. Because we're taking what is left over, and we're saying, okay, this is yours, Lord. There's no faith involved in that. There's no faith involved in, in giving God of the leftovers. God wants the firsts. Let me say it this way. God deserves the firsts. Again, you can study out this week the principle of the first, and you can look into it a little bit more. Just, just look up uh, the verses that talk about the firstlings and look up the verses that talk about the first fruits. I, I want to point one out to you uh, here this morning in the book of Proverbs, chapter number 3, a, a passage that, we, that we've seen oftentimes. And we see in verse number 1 where the Scripture says, My son, forget not my law, but let thine... Heart, keep my commandments, for length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Honor the Lord with thy substance. Notice this. And with the first fruits of all thine increase, so shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. I want you to notice in this passage from verses 1 to verse 10, what we find in the odd-numbered verses, we find God or Solomon writing to his son here, and he's giving some instructions. He gives an instruction in the odd verses, and as he gives the instructions, he gives the results of what will happen if you follow the instructions. And so when we come to verse number 1, he, he gives the instruction, My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. Now what's going to happen if you do this? He says you're going to get length of days, long life, and peace. They're going to add to thee. In verse number 3, we find another instruction. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. Here's the result. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and men. 
We like to quote these next two verses often. As the Scripture says, trust in the Lord. Here's the instruction. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not into thine own understanding. What's going to happen? In all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy paths. He shall direct thy paths. That's the result. Be not wise. Here's the instruction. In thine own eyes fear the Lord. Depart from evil. What's going to happen? It's going to be health to thy navel, marrow to thy bones. And here's the last instruction that He gives here. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. The first fruits of all thine increase. The result, show, so shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Hold on a second. This is faith. This is faith. And we have to decide whether or not we're going to follow the principle of the first or whether we're going to follow and have the problems with the leftovers. That's what we have to determine. And so as we consider this, we have to ask the question for number three, what is the pattern that we will follow? What's the pattern that we're going to follow as believers in 2021? What's the pattern? What we have to understand within this pattern, if we follow the principles of the first fruit, our faith will grow when God is first. Our faith grows when God is first. We have to understand as well, when we choose the principle of the first, that God offers blessings when we do. I mean, notice this again. He says, look, so shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. But if I give God my first, there's nothing for me. That's why it's faith. That we're trusting God to give back what He says He will do. Again, God does not deserve our leftovers. He deserves our firsts. You, you, can, you can count it out. Put it together. Again, you have to determine in your own heart and in your own mind, does God get the leftovers or does He get my firsts? Which one does He get? Which one does He have of yours? And you can put this in every area and every avenue of your life. When it comes to your time, does God get your first? Is God first? Or do we go through the day never acknowledging God? Do we go through the day, and I'm, I'm sure there's, there's times when we, we go through and we wake up in the morning, we say, oh, I need to read my Bible, and then, oh, no, I, I'll get that later. Coffee first. Breakfast first. The problem is later doesn't come. Then we go through our whole day and we get to the end and we think, oh, I, I didn't read my Bible this morning. I need to read my Bible, but oh, I'm too tired. I'm just going to watch television. What happens is we go through that enough times, that process, is eventually we stop thinking about, oh, I need to read my Bible. It very quickly becomes 
When was the last time I read my Bible? Let me ask you something. Is God getting your first? When it comes to time, is God getting your firsts? How about your talents? Is God getting your first? And we have so many talents we can use and we give and we go to so many different areas to give of our talents, but what about God? Are we using those for Him first? Do we have those reserved to say, nope, this is for God, it's His time? Very quickly, what about our treasure? Our treasure. Is God getting firsts? Is He getting your treasure? Or is He getting your leftovers? I, 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 I've studied through the, the pandemic of coronavirus, and I, I, was, I was honestly amazed at the number of churches and pastors that I talked to uh, across the country. And, and they would say, man, I, I, I can't explain it, but uh, man, our offerings are up. How does that work in a pandemic? All we heard about was, man, people are struggling and there's you know, all of this. And how does that work? Well, it dawned on me. I, I think I figured it out. I'm not sure if this is factual or, or not. This is my opinion here, okay? We went through a pandemic. We went through a time where people couldn't do anything. We couldn't go to the movies. We couldn't go to ball games. We couldn't go to concerts. We couldn't go, uh, you know, even do a lot of shopping we couldn't go and do. Here's my theory. Again, my opinion. Because there was more left over, God got a little bit more. Wow. Think about it. See, that's what happens when we only give of the leftovers. If there's more leftovers, sure, I'll give it. Because I don't need it. If I need it, you see, leftovers don't require faith. Leftovers require calculations. I did this, 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 and this. This was for me. Here's what's left. That's the Lord's. Okay, Cain. Abel said, I'm going to give to God first. That was faith. I ask you something. Are you giving by faith? Believing that God is big enough, that God is powerful enough, that God is able enough to take care of you. That's giving first. That's giving first. God had respect unto Abel because he gave of his first. Apparently, 
Cain did not. But listen to me. God gave Cain the opportunity to do just that. Matthew chapter 6, the Scripture says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Matthew chapter 6 is that that chapter that talks about a man adding to his stature and having uh, to worry about clothes and uh, the things of life. And yet Jesus said, wait, wait, wait. Seek ye first. Not second, not third, not fourth, first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. The question this morning is very simple. Is God getting your firsts? Is there getting your leftovers? Which one? Which one? So I got everything I want. Here you go, Lord. And understand, He takes it. But that's not what pleases Him. See, here's what it comes down to. Who are you trying to please more? You or him? If we're going to make an impact, make a difference, make a difference in a post-Christian culture, folks, we're going to have to put God first. The first step of our faith the first step of growth in faith is put God first. Put God first. You say, I want to do this. Are you giving God first? Has God gotten His? No? All right, well, I'm going to do this. more excellent sacrifice. Which makes it an excellent example of faith. And where faith begins, put God first in your life. In everything you do. You say, well, I might not get mine. Oh, then you don't understand the Scripture. Because God says, give me mine first. I'm going to make sure you get yours. Give Him your time. Give Him your talent. Give Him your treasure first. That He might bless you by faith. Every head bowed, every eye closed.